when the written maps had gaps. Play talking to you, make you do Sexuality is an illusion. You'd have to live in with them. Rebecca's aware of what I'm about to say, but uh, you know, I have a confession about the podcast this week. It's yeah. that, yeah, yeah. So um, we didn't record uh, the <laughs> the poetry on the night at all. Nope. Um, we Not have one poem. No, we have one interview. We have an interview with Louise, which is going to be interesting. So we'll have a bit of talking about stuff, um, but it'll be a shorter podcast this this month. We're, we're not going to pad it out with rubbish. That would be stupid. Um, so yeah, that's just a and a kind of off the top of the podcast apology. Yeah, uh, um, but the poems were really good. Yeah, the quality was really good last time, and thanks for everyone who made it out. It was such a wet Thursday. It was so horrible the weather. If People a tree think. falls in a forest and there's no one there to hear it, it it's, it's really high quality. Good. It's really high quality poetry. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It was really good. It was, it was really our good. first Thursday that we did. Ooh, was yeah. It was the first Thursday of the month. Yeah, which meant it was a bit more kind of boozy, mm. uh, which. I don't know if that helped or didn't. It just it's a different vibe than a Monday. Yeah. Than a Monday, which is very much like teas, coffees, and then home early. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're this, a Thursday poetry night now. Yeah, we have a Thursday poetry <laughs> night. We're kind of more kind of whoa, a bit crazier. Bit near the weekend. <laughs> yeah, bit near the weekend. The headliner we've got next month is kind of a bit of a kind of crazy character mm. called Fat Roland. So I'm, I'm so looking excited. Forward to that. <laughs> so I don't. So I'm looking forward to that. Um. Anyway, uh, we had this. We had this we had on Louise Walwyn who's actually brilliant like she's just amazing uh, like, really happy to have her on um, she's they got an MBE so she's a <laughs> member of the British Executive or what, what's it stand for MBE I don't know don't ask me oh, okay. <laughs> I know I used say? to work for the Royal Family no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> she got it for what did she get it for services not, to music services to music yeah. not poetry yeah. because they didn't really understand that she kind of really was theatre poetry more than she was kind of um music yeah services to the arts Mm. particularly within theater and poetry i think would have been a more but that was a funny story but yeah she so she was she was a laugh she was good yeah um and she really got on with a a kind of the the vibe of the room Mm -hmm. and kind of really connected a lot of people attending the night as well Mm -hmm. uh you and her, you and her were chatting away for ages as well. Yeah, it's just very uh, generous in conversation, which is nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was really. She spoke to loads of people who got up and performed. As she well, did outside, didn't she? and was like really supportive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Got like high fire. She's cool. Yeah, she sound really, um, really cool person. Because yeah. I'm living in Manchester at the moment. And she lives in Manchester. We were just chatting on the way on the train back, um, and she's really, really passionate about doing things in a local community and things like that, which is uh-huh. nice, you know. Cool, great. Um, so on with the poems. Oh no, wait. Um, <laughs> we don't have any. We don't have any poems. <laughs> so, um, well, on with uh, what we'd love to show you first is this brilliant interview with uh, Louise Walwyn, as conducted by Becky. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Without further ado, here's the interview. Hi there, this is Becky from A Lovely Word, um, just doing our usual uh, interview with our headliner. This time we've got Louise Walwyn, um, MBE, as Alex keeps saying, <laughs> <laughs> to try and promote the night, I'm sure. Um, but it's lovely to have you here and thanks for coming down. Um, I guess uh, one of the things that really struck me when I was looking through your like 
little bio and all the rest of it was about your work with uh, communities and participation within the art scene and I just kind of wondered what what you thought was one of uh, like the most important thing that you've done in terms of communities and poetry um, I think the most important thing I've done is actually to get on the bus and go to those communities and um, also I always go with the intention to collaborate with a community I, I struggled with the word teacher for a long time um, because of many things but I always feel like when I go and work with a community that they're teaching me stuff they're sharing me stuff with me often quite personal stories so the other important decision that I made was that I would never just go and take stories and just be like a, a poet in residence from a distance I always wanted to go um, with the intention of leaving a legacy of writing skills to pass on everything that I knew um, so yeah um, so that it would create a healthy ecology all over the country, all over the world of writers I, because I truly believe we need more writers, not less um, yeah yeah, I'd, I'd say like definitely from my, my background in youth work, one of the things I've struggled with is uh, um, feeling like I have a right to tell other people's stories so what I started to do is just write my feelings towards it because I feel like otherwise it's a kind of theft do you know what I mean, like just to leave those communities without their own voices and stuff it's one of the things I really like about A Lovely Word is um, you get to see it here Scouse people doing Scouse poetry uh, that means a lot to them um, and I, uh, another thing that I was thinking about was um, persona and voice uh, and how we give people voice in poems um, and particularly one of the things I found hard about working with young people is the perception of writing as something that's not for them um, and what would you kind of think about somebody who was sat at home thinking, oh, this isn't for me, like this writing is not for me? Well, you're my favourite kind of person to work with if you're <laughs> sat at home thinking that writing's not for you. And, uh, because I, I love that challenge. And personally, I love walking into a room and everybody going, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, shit poetry or whatever. I love it. I love it because very quickly... Um, it transpires that those are the people who've really got a story burning a hole in the pocket and so I love uh, fanning the flames of that story and also you know I think because I the arts literally saved me, saved my life, um, I'm quite an evangelist about it, I know it works because it worked for me um, so yeah. yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll just ask you one more, like, very brief one. Um, of all the things that you're doing in the next year, what is the thing that you're most excited about doing? Oh, what am I doing in the next year? Poetry or otherwise? Um, oh, I am doing a piece about young onset dementia for Manchester Camerata. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so I've just had um, a couple of years of working with people 
who are experiencing young onset dementia both the people themselves and their carers so that's been a really huge challenge because it's a it's a very difficult subject um, but again people have been the people that I've been working with have been teaching me a lot so I'm really I'm really really excited about that and then I'm kind of hoping to have a bit of time at home after that to really really study poetry but you never know in, in <laughs> especially in my particular business you know like because last year was I had such an extraordinary year I had a big poem that closed the um, the great exhibition of the north on BBC One I had a, um, I took the audience out onto the sea with National Theatre Wales um, and what else did I do this, oh yeah in Hull I wrote this street poem hometown story that was performed by people of Hull and poets of Hull so my life's kind of like that one minute I'll be sitting at home thinking nobody loves me and the next minute <laughs> I'm, I'm doing something really amazing I think that's one of the things that I, uh, quite a few people have said like uh, we had a, a lady on called uh, Amina Atik and she, her first ever time reading out was at this night and then she wow. just went and did the BBC Six Festival that was here, you know. You, know, you never know where it's going to take you. Well, you know, I was just saying, I was just chatting with Steve, the poet downstairs, uh, you know, fantastic poet, and, the, you know, we were talking about that and that's the thing I love about poetry and the poetry scene in the UK is it's very generous one minute you can be stood in front of a mic and the next minute you're earning you're earning money yeah. from it <laughs> and people are rating you and giving you commissions it's it's but that's because of this intrinsic generosity that we have yeah definitely oh thank you very much for speaking with me and I really look forward to seeing you set and you're a great poet by the way I just oh. wanted to say that <laughs> thank cool. you very much thanks <laughs> Something that we do all like is the uh, Writing on the Walls Wow Festival, which this year's theme is Where Are We Now, which features acts such as Will Self, Peter Tatchell, Mike Lee, Joe Brand, Stuart McConey, Monroe Bergdorf. I don't know who that is, but I read out the ones I did know. She's a trans activist, she's really cool. Oh, right, okay. Go on, do a bit of a bio. Um, She's a really cool trans activist. I don't know really that much about her, but I do know that she's um does amazing work and does a lot of like political Yeah, sure. Speaking about politics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? That was good. So you're really good. Bio, good. I'm sorry. Same with same with Peter Tatcher, he does a lot of speaking bits about politicsy bits and mm. about, you know, stopping people being really homophobic and killing killing gay people and Foreign countries. He's just citizens arrest on Robert Mugabe, which is one of my favourite <laughs> things about Peter Tatchell. Wow. Um, it's so uh, writing on the wall runs from the first to the thirty first of May, and I will be seeing Peter Tatchell um, and probably Joe Brown particularly. But if I can get along to the Will Self one as well, that'd be good. But he, he's he's bizarre, but I kind of want to see him <laughs> for that reason he does a lot of um, uh, stream of consciousness writing in novels and, and like psychological landscapes it's kind of mm. like what he's what he's into when it comes to writing his prose and all the rest oh god last time we had a talk from the guy who wrote the myth of the BBC as well 
which is a fantastic book all about the myth of the BBC oh, <laughs> and what it stands good. for. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really interesting. Do you mean like um, Wreathian values? Kind of. It's all about uh, kind of like the BBC's political leanings and relationships with the government and MI5 and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously so. they are... Well, I think they're pretty neutral, the BBC. Yeah. A lot of people on the left think they're very right-wing, and a lot of people on the right think they're very left-wing. And a lot of people who are consider themselves anti-establishment consider them to be the establishment. Um, and a lot of people in the establishment consider them to be annoying little liberals, annoying them. <laughs> so I think it's they're, they're really interesting, and I think ultimately they probably do have some right-wing editors and some kind of lefty insiders there. Um, they do. I think they're, they're, then they've become less and less uh, dictated to over the over the years in terms of what they're allowed to yeah. hire and who they're allowed to hire and things like that. Yeah. But I think I would. I, what I surmised from it was that the basically status quo. They're not left or right wing. I don't think. Yeah, they are kind of status quo, but they do commission and do some interesting stuff. And mm. sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. It's just with anyone, yeah. la- anyone large that does a lot of like media or they in the public eye that's there for public consumption, they're really easy to criticise, aren't they? I think they're generally, an, it's an amazing thing to have the BBC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. an incredible thing that we have as a nation. But, but and it's great it's, that we can still criticise it, and, and exactly. it, you know, it's there to it can take the criticism a bit like the National Theatre can take mm. criticism, like yeah. and you should be able to and should actively criticise it because these are institutions spending millions and millions of public money yeah um, but we are they thankful for them because they don't have adverts yeah because they don't have adverts yeah, yeah. although that, no, no, the National Theatre does have adverts doesn't it it has right, it used to have um, travel X written on the side of the, the National <laughs> so it, it does yeah break the bubble to you there Rachel I'm sorry yeah. yeah, and I love a bit of Radio 4 so I can't moan too much yeah. they do some really, really good radio, radio stuff four. yeah they, they put out so much content. People can really come through and test the water and, you know, have some really interesting stories told on a lower budget and they can afford to take a few more risks, which is just great. And, and it's publicly consumable. It's, you know, it's not just something that's in the back of a, a pub. Not that there's anything wrong with that mm. either, but it means that thousands and thousands of like-minded people can hear it, which is brilliant about the universality of radio and radio mm-hmm. drama. I oh, love the BBC. <laughs> yeah, there we are. So, um, from uh, kind of talking about how important kind of radical conversations are within a literature festival in Liverpool, <laughs> we've moved on to how much we love the BBC. <laughs> well, I have mixed feelings, but in general, I'm very. No, no, you it. do love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please email in or send a postcard to us if you want to um, question us or kind of have a go at us about whether you think we have a kind of a political leaning of any sort that you find unsavoury. Um, so. <laughs> So if you want to criticise us, maybe go, oh, you're part of the kind of liberal conspiracy, you're... Um, the poetry Illuminati. The poetry Illuminati, you're kind of a right-wing <laughs> entity trying to kind of bring down kind of the left and, and you know, or you're in a kind of an inherently prejudiced organisation that exists to, to kind of destroy the voice of the working class. Um, if you think any of those things are true of us, please email in and let us know. Slide in our DMs. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We're none of those things. So, thank you for listening. It's been it's been a short one. It's been brief. Been brief. Um, next time we'll have some more poems for you from the poetry night on the first Thursday of every month. Oh, the first Thursday of every month. The yeah, first yeah, Thursday yeah. of every month. That's the second of May, um, and the headline will be Fat Roland. I'm looking yeah. forward to this uh, performance. I think it's going to be quite characterful. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Please come on down and do a poem if you're listening. Yeah, do. Um, we're, you know, we're open access. Come in, say hi, five minutes, slot, bish bash bosh, mum's your uncle. Poetry. Poetry. <laughs> your grand's your dad. Your grand's your dad. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>